Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. So today, we are talking about a cycle that we find in this passage that helps us to develop who we are in Christ Jesus, okay? How many of you know that there are seasons in our walk with Jesus where we just need a lot of love and we need a lot of grace from him, amen, okay? But then there's also seasons in our life with God that we need to grow with him. We need to grow in the things of God. We need understanding of how God's kingdom works and how we work inside of God's kingdom so that we don't get frustrated. Can I get an amen for that? Everybody's like, oh yeah, amen for the grace, but I don't like that other stuff, okay? So today we're talking about this cycle that we find that God shows us, okay? So you can put that up on the screen for me, okay? Times of trouble. We already talked about that a couple weeks ago. I know we took a couple week break for the five-year anniversary, and then last week we talked about marriage. Everybody have a good Valentine's Day? Yeah? Yeah? Oh, man, that was weak. That was sad. I'm praying for all the marriages today, okay? But a couple weeks ago we talked about this. We talked about times of trouble. But it actually leads to joyful confidence, us having confidence in Jesus Christ. That then leads to what? Pressure that makes us have endurance. It brings us endurance. That leads to patience. That brings us character, hope, not feeling hopeless. So today we're going to talk about pressure. Next week we're going to talk about patience and character and hope. But today we're going to talk about pressure. Okay? So uh, last Sunday night, I played in a basketball league. Okay? Yeah. Come on. First time I played in a league in 10 years, okay? So it's been a minute since I was 30, okay? And last time I played in a league, it didn't go so well. I played in this league in Springboro against a bunch of college guys, got beat by like 50-something points every game. So that was kind of like, I felt like that was like the nail in the coffin back then. And then just recently, I just felt like, you know what? I need some healthy competition in my life. I need to be able to just let loose and play some ball. And so uh, I was playing last Sunday night. Uh, we had a good game. Mac, we got a dub, right? Okay, got a dub. Um, Mac played well. I played well. But except for one part, um, I got to the free throw line. And like, I've never felt anxiety, nervousness, pressure, except for last night, uh, last Sunday night. I don't know. I was like on the way to the game and I'm like driving there and I'm like, my leg is like shaking the whole way in the car. You know what I mean? And the music in my car is like on 40, like level 40. You know what I mean? And I'm like going 90 miles per hour last Sunday night. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, I feel like that nervousness, that tension, you know what I mean? I feel that little bit of pressure. Like, I haven't felt that in a long time. And so I get to the free throw line, and like I love free throws. Love free throws, okay? They're just easy. They're, just, they're a free shot, okay? Love free throws. I get mad at Michael when he misses free throws, okay? I know, I had to, I had to do it, okay? So I get to the free throw line, and it's that moment, and what happens? My thoughts are going like a, 
like, you know what I mean? It's just like spinning in my head. And I'm like looking at the rim. And you know, like when you sometimes you look at something, but you're not looking at something because you're like, I don't even know where I'm at right now. You know what I mean? Number one, I'm so tired right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm about to throw up right now at the free throw line, okay? And I'm looking at the rim and it's like, you see it, but you can't see it. And I shoot and I'm like, oh, come on, Jeff. You know what I mean? And I missed like four free throws last Sunday night. Everybody boo, Pastor Jeff. Boo, yeah, yeah, boo, yeah. Okay. Trash. Still had 21 points, all right? I did. So what did I feel? Felt pressure, right? Okay. Now, what do we know about life? Life brings what? Pressure, okay? We have pressure in our jobs, to perform. We have pressure in our marriages. You know, our marriages are crazy. Life is crazy. We have kids that wake up in the middle of the night and get in your bed and throw up on you. Why? I don't know why. They could easily go to the bathroom and throw up, but they choose to throw up on you, okay? We have pressure in our finances, job changes, doctor bills. Kids always always need something. I get an amen from all the parents, okay? We have pressure from health. Sometimes we're happy. Sometimes we're sad. I don't know about you, but I've been in like a low-grade depression. I'm done with winter. Can I get it? Seriously, like done, okay? Like I need all the faith people to agree in faith and bind the devil of winter, okay? I'm just done, done with it, Okay? So when we have pressure, what happens? It brings what? A lot of emotions, okay? Emotions like this, like feeling overwhelmed. Do I got any overwhelmed people in the house, okay? I do, okay? I get overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed, what do I want to do? I want to eat a whole tray of Cinnabons, okay? Not one Cinnabon. I want to eat six Cinnabons, Okay? I went to Cinnabons the other day. Somebody blessed me with a gift card, okay? And I walked up, and I was like, um, I want six Cinnabons. <laughs> She's like, she like looked at me like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you having the worst day of your life right now, you know? And I'm like, just give me the Cinnabons, <laughs> right? It makes you want to eat. It makes you want to sleep, Right? Listen, Monday mornings are tough for me. Like, the alarm goes off, and I'm like, no devil today. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to hide under these covers in Jesus' name, okay? Makes you want to zone out. This is a big one. This is where social media gets really crazy. Because we just want to zone out from the world. We have emotions like feeling anxious. Pressure brings this anxiousness. I remember before we started the church, Pastor Pat told me this. He said, listen, people vote with their feet. And I didn't really understand it until, like, we did this. And I realized, oh, if people aren't happy with you, they just leave. They don't come back. It's pressure, right? Makes you feel things like worry. You know that scientists say that you have 60,000 thoughts a day, but that 70 to 80% of those thoughts are negative? 70, 80% are about worry, fear, anxiety. 
We have emotions like stress. I don't know about you, but I'm a feeler. So I feel everything. I feel other people's emotions. I feel the weight of the world. I feel what's happening in our nation. I feel everything. How about fear? It's been a long year for me. You know, I've led through a pandemic. I didn't know what to do. I truly didn't. I was just kind of like, all right, God, what do you have to say about this? I'm going to this pastor lunch on Wednesday to talk to pastors about reopening their churches. Because I get calls all the time. They're looking at our social media and they're like, nobody's social distancing. And they're like, they're like, what's your system and your plan? And I'm like, the Holy Spirit? Right? So all these things do what? They bring pressure, right? And if we don't deal with the pressure correctly, what does it do? It will do some crazy things in your body called stress. When I get stressed, I promise you, I feel like I have the flu. I literally feel like I have the flu. It's just the worst feeling, okay? And pressure that's not dealt with Jesus. So here's the thing. We're supposed to take this pressure, anxiety, worry, all this. We're supposed to take it to Jesus, but a lot of times we don't take it to Jesus, and because we don't take it to Jesus, what does it lead to? It leads to addictions, right? And I think a lot of times we think, well, addiction, that's just like out there in the world. No, it's always, it's in the church too, right? We get addicted to things like drinking. Like, listen, I can't tell you how many pastors I've known, big churches, small churches, all types of churches who have lost their church and the whole, whole entire congregation because they developed a drinking problem. Because that's how they chose to cope. Or we have overeating problems. That's mine in Jesus' name, okay? Or how about this? How about we're so full of pressure and stress and so we're zoning out on social media and what does the enemy do? He like brings this crazy other person into the mix on social media. Now I'm getting real real, aren't I? Right? And we feel alone and we feel angry and we feel bitter and we feel all these feelings and emotions and then somebody else is online and they're feeling the same thing because isn't it funny how spirits find the same spirit? So if you're bitter, you'll find bitter people. If you're angry, you'll find angry people. And so you'll be online and all of a sudden somebody else who's lonely, somebody else that's bitter, they'll like reach out to you and then all of a sudden, what does it look like? The grass is greener on the other side. And this is how affairs happen. Oh, can I get an amen? I'm talking truth today. Or how about when we're single? How about when we're young, right? Sliding in somebody's DMs? Come on, act like I don't know what that is, okay? Come on. Don't play me a fool, okay? Right? You don't think the enemy has the wrong person at the right time for you? Did you get that? Wrong person at the right time? Because he knows the right time to bring the wrong person. Somebody will slide in 
right when you're feeling depressed, lonely, because we don't deal with this, and we don't deal with it with Jesus, and we don't know how to deal with it. Remember, Romans 5.3 says, knowing all that pressure will develop a patient endurance. Okay, so we have to look at the Word of God to find out how to deal with this. So go with me to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. We're going to look at 5 through 8. It says this, In the same way, the younger ones should willingly support the leadership of the elders. In every relationship, you must wrap yourself in the apron of a humble servant because God resists you when you're proud but multiplies grace and favor to you when you're humble. I need to show you something right there, okay? When you don't bring your worries, cares, fears, pressure, anxiety to the Lord, you are telling the Lord, I'm good, I got it. So then the Lord looks at you as what? Prideful and that you don't need his help. Okay? Verse six, if you bow low in God's awesome presence, he will eventually exalt you and leave, as you leave the timing in his hands. Verse seven, pour out all your worries and stresses upon him. Leave them there. You need to like highlight that, underline that. You need to write it on your mirror in your bathroom, in your car. It says, leave them there with Jesus. For he always, not sometimes, this is such a twisted theology that sometimes God is happy with me and sometimes he's frustrated at me and sometimes he'll have my back and sometimes he won't and sometimes he'll bless me and sometimes he'll leave me out to dry. Right? It says this, he will always tenderly care for you. You're his kids. You would never not take care of your kids. Amen? You would always be there for your kids. You are his child. He is looking for opportunities to take care of you. Verse eight, be well-balanced, always being alert because your enemy, the devil, roars around like a lion looking for prey to devour. Okay, truth number one is this. Humble yourself before life humbles you. Amen? Humble yourself to Jesus before life does. Because one way or another, it's gonna happen. Now, I would just rather it happen with Jesus than life. Okay? James chapter four, verse six, it says this. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit. Grace. Grace abounds. Okay? To defy sin, to live obedient life that reflects both faith and gratitude of our salvation. Therefore, I say, God opposes the proud and the haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble when they turn away from self-righteousness, okay? So what does this look like? Looks like this. I spend time with God, meaning this. I give him all of my worries, fear, anxieties to him, okay? It means this, that I come to the Lord and I go, Lord, 
I don't know what to do. That's okay. I say it to the Lord all the time. Lord, I don't know what to do, because I really don't. Now, I can think up the things to do, right? So when the pandemic happened, and we shut down, and the world shut down, right? I didn't know what to do, and I needed wisdom. And so I called our elders together, and I said to them, I said, guys, I don't know what to do, right? And I'll be honest with you, back then in March, I was fearful. I didn't know what was going on in the world. I didn't know what was going on with the virus. I didn't know anything about anything. And I just got our elders together, and I said, for the next seven weeks, we're going to come together, and we're going to pray, and we're going to hear what to do. Amen? So this is what it looks like. It looks like a life submitted to God. It's a prayer life, okay? It's a prayer life. It's, it's spending time with Jesus going, God, I need to let you know that I don't have all the wisdom and all the thoughts, but you do. Your thoughts are higher than mine, and I need your thoughts. What does that mean? It means I'm humbly submitting myself to the Lord. I'm going, God, I'm weak and you're strong and I need your help. Amen? Okay. What else does it mean? It means this. God's grace. It said God's grace. More and more of God's grace. So what is God's grace? How do we define that? The Strong's Concordance defines it this, okay? It defines it as this. Prosperity that affords joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, and loveliness. Anybody want some of that? I'm like, yes, more of that. I'll take more prosperity. It means this. The other definition was this. Goodwill, loving kindness, and the last thing it says, God being favorable to you. So what is this passage saying? It's saying is this. If you'll submit yourself humbly to the Lord and go, God, I don't have all the answers. God, I need your help. God, I give you my worry. God, I give you my stress. I give you this pressure. He says, if you'll do that, I'll be favorable to you. I'll be favored to you in your job. I'll be favored to your children. I'll be favored to your house. I'll be favored to your finances. I'll be favored to you because guess what? I resist the proud, but those who humbly come before me, I give everything I have to you. How cool is that? How awesome is God in that? Number two truth is this. Load God up. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Pour out all your worries, stresses upon him. Leave them there, for he tenderly cares for you. Psalms 55, verse 22, it says this. So here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares, anxieties at the feet of the Lord. And unmeasurable grace will be strengthened to you. Hey, Jake, I need your help real quick. Come on up, okay? Real fast, real fast, okay? And look, look at this man of God. He's got a Bible, he's got a satchel, he's got a pen. He's got a satchel, a man purse. Come on. Come on, come on. I know, I know, come on. All right. Matt, you want to come help? Okay, so. I like your shirt. Thank you, I like your shirt too. You. We're like brothers. Except for you're bigger and stronger, okay? All right, so this is what we're going to do, okay? We're going to pretend that Jake is Jesus. Doesn't he look like a good Jesus? <laughs> Amen, okay? 
<laughs> Amen. Okay? Like, when I think about Jesus, I'm like, it's Jake. Okay? Like, he's awesome. Okay? Now, here's the deal. Okay. So, what is Jesus saying? Put out your arms, just like this. Jesus is saying this. Take all your what? Worries. Right? Stress. Pressure, anxiety, right? And do what? <laughs> Load it up on Jesus, right? And we're like, you know, I gave Jesus a little bit. I don't know if he's strong enough to take anymore. And he's like, no, nah, man. <laughs> Look at that. He just, he just flipped the hair back. He's like, I got this. I went to the cross for you. I got this. So put up another one, right? So you like load, just load them up, right? But then we get an unexpected bill in the mail, right? Man, you're like, that bill is heavy. I'm like, you know what? Let's go, Jesus. Here we go. Right? But life is tough, right? <laughs> life is hard, y'all. Right? Amen? Load it up! He's like, I got this, man. I got all of it. That one's open. That one's open, he said. Here we go. Right. And we're like, we're like, Lord, Lord, I gotta go, uh, Lord, I gotta go to the in-laws for the weekend. Here we go, Lord. <laughs> and Jesus got it all. Let's go. Jake, everybody! What does the Lord say? He says, load it up. Give them to me. See, the problem is this. You're trying to carry that every day. You're trying to figure it out. You're trying to carry the stress, the pressure. And the Lord goes, I never intended for you to do this. Give it to me. Load me up. Truth number three is this, the lion. The lion. If you don't bring your worries and cares to God, the devil will use depression, discouragement to devour you. Right? If you don't bring it to the Lord, he will just keep loading it onto you. And you are not meant to carry that. And you will get depressed, discouraged. See, lions, they go after the weak and the feeble. Right? So the enemy, the enemy of your soul knows what? He knows when you are isolated. Isn't it funny how the enemy has worked so hard to isolate the world right now? 
while he wants to devour them. That's why when we heard the Lord speak to us, reopen. We said, we are going to reopen in faith. We are going to come together as a community. We're going to fight for our people. We're going to stand with our people. We're going to make sure that we have groups. Right? People look at us like we're crazy church right now, okay? It's okay. The enemy is out to destroy you. So what do we have to do? We have to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. That's why I'm so thankful for every Sunday morning. That's why, like, listen, like, I never took for granted Sunday mornings, and I get it, I'm the pastor and, and all of that, but I never took for granted Sunday mornings before the pandemic, but after it, when we shut down for 13 weeks, I was like, oh, Lord Jesus, let this never happen again. I mean, preaching to nobody for 13 weeks was so incredibly tough. I'll never forget that first Sunday when we sang that first song in worship and just the glory of the Lord and the presence of God. And it was like, oh, yes, this is what the Lord had in store all along. Amen? We have to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Psalms 46, verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Amen. He's ready to help. So we will not fear when the earthquakes come, the mountains crumble in the sea. Let the oceans roar, let the mountains tremble and the waters surge. Isaiah 40, verse 31 says this, but those who trust in the Lord. This is a big deal. So this verse starts with letting you know, if you trust in the Lord, if you have a prayer life, if you talk to the Lord, if you give him your worries, pressure, stress, and scares, if you delight yourself in the Lord, if you can worship with the Lord outside of a Sunday morning, he's saying if, that's a big deal. He's saying if, meaning this, this does not apply to everybody, right? He says, if you trust in the Lord, you will find new strength. What did the Lord do for the children of Israel? He brought manna every day, but he couldn't allow them to hold it over, right? They thought, oh, we'll just store up a bunch. We'll save it for an entire week so that we don't have to get up and go get new. He was teaching them something. He's showing us something. He's letting us know, like, listen, every day, Every day, you got to come to me. Every day, you got to come back to my throne. And if you do, you'll find new strength every single day. I mean, think about that person that you work with, and you're like, oh, Jesus, I need some strength, right? And he goes, yeah, I'll give you new strength every day. I'll even give you grace for that person. I'll even give you a word for that person. I'll even show you how to bless that person. Yeah? He'll give you new strength. I play basketball sometimes on Wednesday nights up in Xenia with some guys. And there's this guy that I play with all the time. And he is just like the meanest dude in the world. I'm serious. I feel like I'm in eighth grade. I'm like, will you just please like me? I'm like, I will kill you with kindness, okay? And he's just like mean mugs me, mean mugs me, mean mugs me, mean mugs me. Wednesday night, I'm there, and the first time I've ever met his son, but his son was there. His son is like 10 years old. And his son is wearing these shoes, and he's playing with these other kids, and one of the other kids makes fun of this kid for the shoes that he's wearing. 
you know what the Holy Spirit said? He said, you come back next week and you bring him a brand new pair of LeBrons. I'm like, God, this is a guy that make, doesn't like me. This is his son. He goes, but I like him. I love him. And I love his son. So you'll find new strength every day. You'll find new grace with the Lord every day for every situation of life. Amen? Says, goes on to say this. They will soar high. Meaning this, when there's trouble in the land and there's trouble and chaos everywhere, you're going to soar above it. You're going to be above it all. They will run and not grow weary. Believers are not called to burn out. Oh, thank you, Ryan. I hate that term in the church. When people are like, I'm just burnt out. I'm like, you just haven't spent time with Jesus. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean or critical, but that's the truth. Because if you spend time with the Lord, he's going to renew your strength. And you are going to run and be able to run and run and run and run and run. They will walk and they will not faint. Truth number four, worship team, you guys can come on up. Your faith will grow. Okay? When pressure comes, your faith will grow. Now, this is typically where people bail out on the Lord, right? Like God wants to grow your faith. He wants to show himself mighty. He wants to do something special in your life, right? And then pressure will come in life, and he goes, come on, come on, let me do something amazing for you. Let me do a miracle for you. Press into me. 